1: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by m Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring no other pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it.
2: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back yo, yo. to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy Daniel Kuzer, Dan. Unfortunately, we can't say it's
3: a victory pod this week. We almost could. Everything so- sucks, bro. Everything sucks. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. I'm I'm Daniel. Hello, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude. I'm just you know, what do you what do you got to say? You know, it, luckily we don't record these right after games. Can you imagine how like emotional it would get? If we just like recorded directly after games just right away, it would be rough. I mean, it, would it wouldn't be, be uh, you wouldn't have time to sort through things. I mean, have you ever been in an argument with a significant other or a fight with a friend and it's like, you t- take yeah. a minute, take a minute, you're gonna be uh, stupid.
2: <laughs> you gotta let things simmer. Don't say anything in the heat of the moment. Yeah, man. I've learned
3: yeah. that the hard way. i it is it's getting all too uh, familiar to let my emotions simmer. After <laughs> let, letting two points slip us by in the last minutes.
2: Oh, uh, and it's uh, happening. I'm trying to find right now. Someone uh, sent us a tweet, um, and I'm trying to find it right now, that showed that like it's something like six points dropped after the 84th minute, I think it said. And it was all year? against this year. Oh, wow. And, and if we didn't drop those points, it we would be up around fourth place with LAFC. Uh, we'd just be... <laughs> right below them on goal differential. But the teams that we dropped points to were like Houston, Vancouver, and I'm blanking on the other one. I'm trying to find the tweet right now. I can't find it, but it's uh, basically dropping six points after the 84th minute when you're fighting for
3: your playoff lives is, is not the move. So not great, man. It's a God. And and, you know, the, the theme of the week, the theme of these eight days of soccer that sporting has to go through Mm -hmm. is Heat. Oh my mother God. lover, it is gonna be hot. I'm I'm going to Austin, Texas this weekend. Why? Why am I going? <laughs> going
2: to Austin <laughs> after we might die playing in the media game because there are reports of heat indices of 110.
3: I'm game time decision for the media game. I'm game time decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, uh, hurt. I'm hurt. I'm trying to rehab some shit. All right. <laughs> oh,
2: it's gonna be so hot and it's gonna suck and it's gonna be terrible. And it's just it's going to be awful. So it's uh, all in all just, I mean, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. But here we go. I found it. It was a DM. I thought it was a tweet. It was from Grant West. He said, here's a fun slash painful stat from the season. Sporting has dropped six total points since the 84th minute. If we were able to see out those games, then we would currently be tied on points with LAFC for fourth, but goal differential would mean they'd be fifth in the West. The worst part is three of the four teams they lost points to Houston, Dallas, and Vancouver are within four places of them in the standings.
3: I I think you'd, uh, yeah, I think you'd take fifth place over 10th. You Absolutely. know, it's it's just wild, man. You, you got to be able to close out games. And this game had not one, but two stoppage <sighs> time goals. Yeah. Uh, one in each half, which is like, dude, you think Peter didn't rip some asses? Like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> he got a little upset.
2: <laughs> he did. He and we'll talk all about the game and break down the goals and what happened and Peter's thoughts after and the controversy with the refereeing and the should have been red card that wasn't a red card and all sorts of craziness, man. Um, first, <laughs> I do want to read an email that we got from a listener, Adam ronenbaum Thank you, Adam. He says uh, a couple of random thoughts from the game. Number one. I haven't heard the Houston stadium that loud for an MLS game in a long time. It's great to see the fan base growing there again. This is an editor's side note. Be great if we didn't hear homophobic home, chants from the crowd multiple times throughout the broadcast, but
3: I didn't actually ever hear it. Uh, but I, I, I'm never yeah. listening for it, I guess. So it's
2: I heard who it. am I? Two at least, at least two, if not three times, and then the one time I didn't hear it on the broadcast. I was talking to somebody at the stadium, and they're like a, a Houston person actually at the stadium. And they are like, oh, no, I just heard it too. So, huh, not great. Um, but he said it's great to see the fan base there growing again. That plus the nonsense at the end of the match should turn up the heat on the SKC versus Houston rivalry once again. Which it's possible because that was once a, a pretty decent rivalry. And he goes, number two, I don't think I have ever seen a player sub into the game already on a, a yellow like Ulfarsson is that something you guys have ever experienced because Ulf Arson was on the Houston bench he was showing a yellow for dissent while on the bench and then like 25 minutes later subbed into the game already on a yellow card so
3: yeah it's that's unusual. awkward as hell and then on the other hand Tim Leibold goes to the bench and gets a yellow as well and right. i'm like what for is descent. going on when you hear dissent that just means like some shit was said like mm-hmm. you flapped your gums and MF you were yeah you were offensive or you told the ref off or something like yeah and and you know what like i think we're all we all stand behind you if you called the ref some names i think we're with you
2: i mean that (laughs) uh, we'll
3: we'll talk about what happened there because yeah
2: there was some questionable decisions another uh, fucking day bro uh, adam finishes it off for you guys keep it up i absolutely love the pod and how you all continue to grow the game of soccer good
3: luck in the media game adam in atlanta Adam, gosh, I tell you what, uh, good luck in the media game indeed because they didn't put us on the same team. <laughs> can we talk about that? Yeah. What yeah, is going on?
2: I, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not, I, Patrick, I know you're all listening. Are you even mad
3: about this? Are you even mad? I would like to be on the same team. Right,
2: I definitely you know would
3: what? like to be on the same team. I you're think. You're not mad. I'm just, I'm just going to score galazos. <laughs> you, you're just gonna two-foot attack on me oh, in all. 110 degree weather i'm gonna push
2: you for delaying a restart or something <laughs> that would be funny if we yeah. reenacted the Gotti King to sebastian for <laughs> <laughs> <be> very funny <laughs> and then hartzell who's usually the referee would have to come show somebody if he was paying attention to be a yellow card yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> that would be pretty funny well um, that's a
3: hey, nice email by the way from adam thank you so much that took some you. time to, to put together so i appreciate it and he's in Atlanta, which is great
2: because he's not an Atlanta United fan, apparently. Yeah, apparently not. Fan,
3: so that's wonderful. Love
2: that behind enemy lines. So we'll take yeah, it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Appreciate Adam. It's it, it was a weird week in sporting Kansas City soccer because before we even got to the game, which we knew was going to be a crucial game, and we I had said last week, I think, if I remember correctly, I thought we'd at least be able to get a result, but we'll see. Um, we had a signing, and I don't yeah. know that any of us expected a signing certainly
3: not this signing i think we were all kind of like you know what we could use another midfielder oh you know what would be better (laughs) a midfielder we've had before right you know a former designated player very interesting very left after an injury uh who left in 2020 by the way very quiet season for this person
2: yeah i mean his contract is felipe gutierrez who we're talking about, uh, if you haven't heard, I'm sure you have, but the former designated player, the Chilean midfielder, uh, has re-signed with Sporting Kansas City through the 2023 MLS season with an option for 2024. So this is this is the season-ending injury replacement player for Courtney Ford. Uh, so that means that he, uh, Felipe Gutierrez, I can't just say Felipe anymore because now there's two Felipes. That's true. Um, he can make a maximum of $165,000, which is what Courtney Ford was making, according to the Players Association. So
3: that is a fraction of what he made before. It's like,
2: yeah, that's like 35% of what his old salary was, if that's pretty
3: wild. Pretty so, wild. Life, life comes at your heart.
2: I know he left and he went to Chile, I believe, for a little bit after sporting and then ended up with the Colorado Rapids. Um, so, yeah, he's. I mean, he's 32 years old. It feels like he's older to me because he was here for a little bit, and then he left, and I just haven't heard about him for a while. 32 years old. He had been with Sporting from 2018 to 2020. He was a designated player. Um, he did miss the 2020 season due to that knee injury. Uh, but he did... We all missed that season. All right. <laughs> we all missed that year. It was a weird, weird time. Um, he did win the Sporting KC Golden Boot in 2019. So, this is... This is an interesting signing because, like you said, if you would have asked me where is Sporting's
3: greatest position of need, it would not have been anywhere in the midfield. No. Uh, And turns out this man can play almost anywhere on the field, according to Peter Vermees. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Gutierrez said that as such as well. Mm -hmm. So what did he say? Seven positions? Like he could play a false nine, the two wings. Anywhere in the Dryker, midfield anywhere in the midfield and wing backs. I mean, that's some we
2: all know, I mean, this is if Peter is going to use him that way, then this is just we're reverting back to what he used to do with Jimmy Madronda. Because Jimmy Madronda would play
3: all over the field. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, Zusi would occasionally as well when he started mm-hmm. to transition to right back, uh, from being a midfielder and a forward. Uh but this is This is weird. Now, I'm also very excited because I like this man. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. Yeah, Uh, It was sad to see him get injured. It was sad to see him leave. But he didn't leave because he was bad. He left because we couldn't afford him. And at this price, why the hell wouldn't you bring him back into the club? Yeah. I mean, he's
2: at this point, he's a veteran presence. He knows the system. Uh, Sporting Kansas City doesn't really have the room to make a big splashy signing because they didn't have the roster spots and they really had the old, you know, the one option which was put Courtney Ford on the SEI list and then use his salary. So I guess if you look at it from that perspective, this is probably the most immediately impactful signing you can have given that's the only maneuver you can use because you're bringing in an experienced guy. He's a former golden boot winner for the team in 2019. Former designated player. He's not going to take that much time to acclimate and get used to the system because he already knows it. And to his credit, he stayed healthy largely since he's left Sporting KC. So I'm just curious to see where he'll play on the field. We had Nemanja Rodoya go out with an injury, although I don't think it's a bad injury. He was listed as questionable. Uh, But my understanding is that this signing was not in response to the Rodoya injury. that was coincidental. So... It was bad enough for Rodoya not to make the trip to Houston. He didn't make the trip, and I don't blame them because it was hotter than Hades in Houston. Yeah, so man. it's. Uh, I bet I Felipe's know. available Wednesday. That they've talked about that. I think he probably will at least be in the team. So I think he makes an appearance Wednesday. I mean, again, it's supposed to be what? What did I say? Between a hundred and hundred and ten, according to the National Weather Service and in the heat index.
3: What we're in? Uh, what are we? What are we doing?
2: What is this? <laughs> I mean, welcome to the.
3: You I know, mean, the new
2: do, do media of... games
3: get hydration breaks <laughs> <laughs> every two minutes. Stop. Hold on.
2: Let's drink it up. Stop. Oh, my time.
3: goodness. I just well, what a, this is we're not even
2: on the same team, man. I know it's it's a bummer, but well, well, since we're not on the same team, we can potentially recreate that hilarious ending to the <laughs> game. <laughs> OK, I, <laughs> so... if that includes me falling down, that's not going to be great. Well, maybe I'll fall down <laughs> okay. and I'll just roll around and, and pretend that I died. And maybe we'll have somebody come out with a stretcher. It's going to uh, be a shit show. We're all going like to cramp shot. up. It's going to be ridiculous. It is going to be bad. We might actually literally need some hot shots at the media game because we'll all be cramping after the it first could. four minutes.
3: Look, we're, we're, are we, we're over the hot shot thing, by the way? Like, are you over it?
2: I mean, I'd still do it
3: if we had it, but it seemed okay. like that was a quick moment in time. I'm, I'm totes over it now that people are like, <laughs> I'm going to try this hot shot. And then they were like, yeah, it's whatever, it's and I'm like, bad. okay, you've blown it up. Like, it's not even fun anymore, yeah, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, so it's uh, it is going to be interesting. Um, I one thing that I did find interesting regarding the Felipe Gutierrez signing before we move into the Houston game is Mike Kuhn uh, pointed out on Twitter because uh, he's like a human sporting KC encyclopedia that Felipe Hernandez, the other Felipe, baby Felipe, is uh with Sporting Kansas City 2 again. And it's been a minute since we've seen Felipe Hernandez in the first-team selection with Sporting mm-hmm. KC. So I went back and I looked, and his five most recent first-team appearances, he hasn't appeared in the MLS play in a month. His last appearance was June 10th. You want to know how long he played? Whopping one minute he played. Before that, May 28th, 13 minutes. Before that, May 13th. Four minutes before that may 7th he played a whole 45 minutes there and then on april 22nd 23 minutes hmm. so he's barely played like 80 minutes total in the last three or four months for sporting KC senior team something i don't know he's i don't know he's in the doghouse or what but it just seems like i don't know peter's kind of moved on from felipe hernandez and felipe gutierrez might be that depth to come in. So we don't have to rely so much on Roger. If we need to bring one of the eights out or if uh, Voltaire or Rodoya have already subbed in for each other. So
3: something, yeah. Something smells a foot. It, yeah. uh it's, it's, uh, it's different now SKC too. On the other hand are very fun to watch, especially when they're having like eight first team low knees. <laughs> yeah, And it's like, Whoa, why aren't we watching these games? It's basically a sporting KC game, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're they're winning pretty pretty handedly, not except for this past weekend. But Benny Fellhaber getting coach of the month or whatever, just That's awesome. Very neat situation down there. And I urge you all, it's not it's not the easiest to find games, by the way. Uh, SKC2. I kind of rely on Twitter when they're like, here's our lineup, and I'm like, Oh, is there a game tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, it um it would be nice if some of those
2: successes with Sporting Kansas City 2 started translating more to the first team. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about before. It's been a little bit, but we'll see. So hopefully that can uh, they can start making that jump, and we'll get some more constant contributors from SKC 2 on the senior team. We'll see. So let's take a quick break here before we jump into this Houston game because there's lots of shenanigans to talk about with this Houston game.
1: But uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: kc sports network
3: hey hello dude i uh i gotta tell you i'm convinced I'm, I'm watching a lot of mission impossible by the way gearing up for the new movie all right i'm okay. convinced no one's face is their real face oh yeah it's a wild time bro you go ahead watch the mission impossible trust nobody i have a confession for you you never seen him I've never seen any of the Mission Impossible Are you a fan of spy stuff, like, at all, or even, like, stunts in movies? Uh, Yes. They're fine. They're
2: great. But I just, I don't know why. I've never seen them. Neither of my parents, like, back when the first Mission Impossibles came out, like, neither of them were really fans, so I just kind of never got into it. Oh, my God, bro.
3: I mean, yeah,
2: we got Nick we, ready Nick, for Nick Barbie and up. Oppenheimer, but Nick's
3: getting ready for the the Barbenheimer day. That's fine. We'll 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 cross that bridge. I'm excited for that too. But <laughs> Mission Possible is legit, dude. Like yeah, I don't know, no, you, I know. What are you sleeping
2: on? They're all on Paramount Plus.
3: Go check them out.
2: I know. I gotta watch those. I still haven't gone and seen the new Indiana Jones, which I've heard That's from cool. audiences is enjoyable. If you just go have fun, you'll you'll yeah. enjoy
3: it. This is just, so. by the way, when we come back from break, it's called the coozy Movie Minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just made that up. It's the Koozie Movie Minute. There should be a whole segment like bum, bum, bam, 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 <cohort> You <oben."> come <laughs> back in a in a tie and in a microphone and oh, dude, bow tie, hundred yeah. percent. My hair's like slicked back and shit.
2: <laughs> okay, well, as part of the the Koozie Movie Minute going forward, maybe I'll give you a you know a thirty second review of of Mission Impossible as I move through the series. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. You, <laughs> watch <laughs> it. That's that'd be sick. I'll watch them. I just gotta, you know, I gotta work in that time. I'm, I got, I gotta watch the bear. I haven't watched the bear yet, and everybody's talking about the bear, but I haven't watched That's that. A fun show. Too. I gotta watch season three of Righteous Gemstones. I gotta That's watch Muscles show. and Mayhem on Netflix. You know, I gotta
3: watch that one. Not that one. Watch the Watch the Thirty for Thirty on ESPN for uh, American Gladiators. Both. That I'm was fine. Both? both? No. That's overkill. That's like watching the the two Nexium documentaries on Stars and on HBO. One was called The Vow. And yeah. one was called something else. I watched them both. That's too much. I watched both Firefest documentaries. That's too much too. <laughs> I learned different things from different ones. That's a trash ass situation. It was. <laughs> so. Oh man, anyway. Nexium, Nexium just had me feeling like, damn, is everyone trying to get me in a sex cult up in here? Like, I don't want to. I don't want it.
2: <laughs> I will say, Nick said, watch the Born series. I've seen the first two, but that's where that's I fell team. off. So I got to go watch those. What's happening? Is he talking against Mission? Is he like, don't watch
3: Mission Impossible? No,
2: no, no. You can there. Look, you can enjoy the Bourne series, and you can enjoy Mission Impossible. They're not mutually exclusive. He said it's fine.
3: He said it's fine. Go look at Tomatoes. Go check out Tomatoes, (laughs) and tell me if it's fine. What is happening? Doing a totally different show now. New, new producer. (laughs) Next.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's get into this Houston game. Um. If you look at the lineup, I mean, no, no real surprises. The lineup is what it is. This is this is the first team lineup now because Tim's going to be a while, and uh, Jake Davis is, is doing fine at right back. This is it. Um, this Houston team is a different Houston team than we've seen in the past because we're not seeing the Albert Elises or um, you know the Marlon Minotuses or whatnot. So. I, I the only names that I really know is uh, Hector Herrera, obviously from his time with the Mexican national team and over in Europe, and then there's some role players you've heard of, Corey Baird, who is with
3: RSL, I think, and kn- Orlando. I knew that. I knew Baird would do something. I knew he'd <laughs> do something good, man, because he is a good player. Corey He's Baird good. is very good. He's good.
2: He's just you know I, you don't look at outside of Herrera, at least for me, I don't look at this Houston roster, and there's no like. Stars. There's no players where you're like, damn, that's Carlos Vela, or you know, that's uh, what David Villa was when he was on NYCFC. You know, there's no like that's the guy that you got to key in on, except for maybe Herrera. And you know, I know I'm more familiar with the Sporting's roster, but there's a there's a number of playmakers available there. Sure. We we did know that Houston was very good at home. They were seven one and one, and they'd only allowed three goals. That's the most wild stat to me through. Nine games they'd only allowed three goals all year at home,
3: and we dropped two on them.
2: And we so, were I mean, the first team to drop two. That's pretty cool. So, and it, it did start in the 25th minute for Sporting Kansas City. Um, and you know, this this all happened because there was a turnover that was forced in the midfield, and then, um, Alan Polito just had a perfectly timed run where he gets past uh, the Houston defense. And this is one of the rare times that Fonta stepping up actually made a difference. And Gattiquina does this nice little back heel flip thingy to to Alan Polito's perfectly timed run, who then um, is able to put the ball past Steve Clark with this uh, nice little chip. And it's one zero on the twenty fifth minute.
3: We knew that Sporting had to score first. Started pretty well. Listen, is Steve Clark just gonna play for every team? <laughs> I just when he popped up, I was like, oh yeah, that guy like i just wow. you you know him from places you've seen him yeah. elsewhere you know yeah. he's been annoying he's been around um
2: i most associate him with portland at this point because he was with the timbers for a bit and i don't like the timbers so uh, he was annoying there but alan Polito well, man
3: sorry was it just it wasn't just portland right wasn't he oh he's at dc united with i ben was Olsen. gonna say i thought it was dc too and Columbus Crew for like three years,
2: right? Columbus was going to be the one that I wasn't as sure about, but I would have guessed Columbus if my life depended on it.
3: Yes. So this is his fourth MLS team. Yeah. So um, he's, I mean, he's he's on the move, some. Hey, at least he's you know has a job. Like he's con- consistently yeah. and he's uh, starting playing. wherever he goes. Yeah. 100%. So hundred percent.
2: I mean, he's he's a decent keeper, and Polito chips him. Polito has been in fine form ever since he's gotten back to full fitness i mean this is when you say hey we brought in an 11 million dollar striker these are the types of moves that you expect a striker to make perfectly time runs chipping goalkeepers uh, scoring braces and he's had what like eight goals since he came back he's climbing up the league lead for goals and he missed like the first two months of the year bro so, he's got
3: like nine goals in seven games i think the stat was
2: yeah i mean After he saw what willie
3: agata did when he came in he was like "Hell oh, no Willie, you're not taking my spot. Like I don't like this. Who's this man? He's, he's he. First of all, way too happy. Knock it off. <laughs> Second of all, how dare you kiss my coach? <laughs> that would have been funny if on
2: Polito's first goal of the year he ran over and kissed Peter Ramiz. Yes, but like on the mouth, <laughs> just like one up to him. <laughs> uh-huh. No, this was good. One zero, twenty fifth minute. Houston are not known for being like an overly offensive team. They have a negative goal differential, so. To get the first goal in Houston is exactly what Sporting Kansas City needed to do. And, you know, if you think, hey, let's just get to the half, regroup, 1-0, it's totally fine. And it looked like we were going to do that until 47th minutes, 45th minute plus the second minute of stoppage time. And this is just a really poor defensive effort from Sporting Kansas City. I'm going to give credit to Houston. Some nice ball movement here. But uh, essentially what happens is Hector Herrera... Gets a wide open run up the middle of the field. Nobody really steps up to him. He does a little give and go, and then for whatever reason, uh, Danny Rosero decides he's just going to stand there and does not run with his man Aliyu, um, which gives a wide open pass to Hector Herrera to Aliyu, who just taps it in for a goal.
3: Was this the one? Did Baird like do that cheeky pass between Kinda's legs on this one? Was this that one?
2: Um. I don't was that Baird? It was it wasn't between Keane's legs. leg there was a pass,
3: I think it was Baird between uh Fontas's legs. Fontas, okay yeah, there's and the it give like, and go dude, Herrera to Baird. A great team goal, right? Like it went out I and mean, it, it came gorgeous. back in, And I was like, Wow, that's textbook stuff that when they make it look that easy and no one else is around and mm-hmm. you can only hope it's offsides and you're like it really wasn't at yeah. all. You were looking... Fontas just stopped. I think he was distracted by the nutmeg. He's like, You gonna do that to my boy? Oh, well,
2: shit. <laughs> yeah, Fontas gets nutmegged, and then Rosero just looks there. And I think the only the only thing, if you're going to say anything, that he expects is that Herrera is going to try to take it and, and chip McIntosh. I saw somebody say, McIntosh shouldn't have come out. If you're going to come out, you need to get there. I think, well, first off, mm-hmm. McIntosh did the right thing. And I think he might have gotten there, and he might have had actually a, a, a relatively non-zero uh, chance of – saving Hector Herrera's chip. But since Rosero didn't run with Aliu, I mean, that could have been me and Aliu's spot and I would have scored with the pass that Herrera had because it was that wide open.
3: I, I wouldn't just, have. I like to miss wide open
2: shit. Yeah. I mean, Rosero, if I have a complaint about Rosero, it's that he's wildly inconsistent. And sometimes he just seems like he kind of gives up.
3: Yeah, it looked weird. He just... Like, like thought the play was over and it's like, yo, you're getting, you're actively getting scored on right now. (laughs) The play is not done. Your man is the one scoring and you have a
2: front row seat. Unbelievable. I, it was so weird, man. So, uh, I know Peter was not happy about that at the half. I can't imagine what the halftime talk was. It goes from, Hey, this is great. We're in a place where it's impossible to score, almost impossible to win. We're up one zero at the half to, we just gave up a terribly dumb goal. Don't do that again. So, you know, it's uh, it's halftime, and they come back out, and Gotti Keen is on the field, and he's doing stepovers over, and he's driving into the box, and our tour for uh, Houston, I'm not really sure what he was doing. He got down into, like, his long sapper stance where his legs were, like, seven feet apart from each other, and he just takes down Gotti Keen at the end line in the penalty box, and it's a
3: blatant penalty. Good yeah, question. 100%. Keene is getting good. At making people foul him in the box. Yeah, he is. It's scary. And if your team and you're playing Sporting KC this week, you're showing highlights of, hey, look, this time someone fouled Keenan in the box. Here's another time where someone fouled Keenan in the box. It's going to happen. So the coach is going to say, don't do that. Right. Do not
2: do that. He will draw it. I mean, Keenan is so creative. Sometimes, you know, he's got goals or whatnot, but you were the one who was like, sometimes body moves too fast for his mind. Uh, that same thing where he would just like take off and then not decide what he wants to do. Keen does definitely more polished than Jerso was because Keen does mm-hmm. got a, a little bit more creativity there, but then you see moments like this where he does a step overs, he makes his move and there's nothing Artur can do except foul him and leads to a penalty kick from Polito, who's gone to the left, like four of his last five times. So of course, Steve Clark goes that way and Polito just does this man dirty and like slowly rolls it into the right side of the net.
3: Polito's not hit, dude. A lot of times in PKs, you just hit it hard and pick a direction. Mm-hmm. Polito's going to read you. And a good goalkeeper is unreadable. He's going to stand his ground until you kick that ball. Yeah. But he saw Steve Clark shaded a little, a little centimeter, and he goes, all right, I'm going the other way.
2: <laughs> it and was the insane. Thing, the thing I like about Polito, though, when he does it, is he doesn't, and this isn't shade at Benny Fellhopper, but he doesn't do what Benny Fellhaber does, where Benny would do the, like, He'd stop and it seemed like he'd go in slow motion for a second as he dragged trying to see where you were leaning. Allen has the slightest hesitation, but he's got such a good soccer IQ and such good reflexes. All he needs to see is that slight lean from Clark and he has the ability to flip what he was about to do in a a millisecond.
3: It's pretty insane. Uh, I'm just, dude, we're lucky to have Allen. Enjoy it now because we don't know if we'll have it next year, you know? (laughs)
2: I did get a a DM from somebody. Forgive me, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking to some Chivas fans, and they were like, they're dead set, convinced he's coming next year. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I mean, Good that time. doesn't mean anything, but right? Who knows? Uh, a Polito puts put Sporting up two one in the sixty second minute. I mean, how are you feeling? It's by no means done. There's thirty minutes left, but feeling pretty decent at that point.
3: Oh, a lot of time left, and then Peter comes out and starts. Uh making very early ish defensive subs. subs. And it's like, oh. Okay, he's he's done scoring for the most part. <laughs> like he's he's like we we need to protect this lead. And it is what it is, man. And it's it, uh it just it got scary. It's too much time left at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, he left Allen in until the 81st
2: minute. I mean, I don't I actually think Peter did a good job with his game plan. The the goals he was very upset about uh, but but those are not Peter's fault. Um, I just think that overall, it, it was a solid game plan. He used his subs wisely, I thought. He knows that Houston is not the strongest offensive team. They're just not. So he starts bringing some players in. He even switches to a back three when Allen goes down. I don't think Allen was really that hurt, but he was probably dead tired because it was 8 million degrees. He brings in Robert Castellanos. Uh, Kyrie Shelton had already come in the game, not at right back, which I was a little concerned about right back because Jake Davis looked tired as hell. But yeah, suddenly now you have a uh, a back three and uh, well, I should say a back five, really, because they were playing essentially a five man back line. It was like sure. a five four one at that point, five three two. It wasn't enough because balls are still dropping on the ground in front of net. Well, the problem was this is, you know, there's 10 minutes of stoppage time, right? Which is. There was a lot of stoppage time. 10 minutes seemed maybe a little excessive. But, well, water breaks in there too, you know. Not my biggest gripe of all the things. Um, But then what happens is in the 98th minute, Houston sends in a prayer of a ball. That's an easy clearance for Robert Castellanos. Easy clearance, just another day at the office. You head that ball out. You head it as far as you can back toward the midfield line. And you regroup. He goes to head it. He slips. And as soon as he slips, the announcer even said, oh, he slips. Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite sport in Kansas City. And I just had this sinking feeling because then um, the ball is headed down into the box. Danny Rosero, it just kind of goes beneath his legs. And Jake Davis is not running with Franco. Uh, and it's And this is the biggest mistake that Jake Davis made all game. And it's because I think he was so tired. Franco has a clear shot on goal. That makes it 2-2. And that was pretty much all she wrote
3: insane man it's so sad uh to have the lead like that man to get to get the lead twice in the game mm-hmm. and and in a place where it's it tough there, to get the man. lead yeah man and Kendall McIntosh played really well I mean he had some great diving saves this whole game um uh, but but what was kind of overshadowed here uh was that this man uh uh Sebastian Ferreira decided <laughs> <laughs> just decides he's gonna to go lose to... his damn mind just like what the fuck i don't understand that i i don't know if it's a red card i i should be because like what are you doing but the referee is just too chicken shit to make that that decision uh he's just scared that that'll change the game it won't the red card's not going to help us we're not going to win the game i just i believe that there's not enough time left but at least that player gets to sit the next game because he just lost his mind has MLS done anything about it yet?
2: No, they don't. They haven't announced. At least at the time of this recording, they haven't announced the disciplinary committee uh, results. He will get suspended. I'm, I'm yeah. I w- I would bet a lot of money right now that it's going to come out that Sebastian Ferreira will be suspended for at least a game, and they will say he should have been awarded a red card.
3: Well, then the referee will get coached and be like, "Well, yeah, I fucked up. I was a chicken shit." You know, what I mean, he <laughs> he will he will know. What well, what was.
2: didn't make sense is so. Gotti Kinda's doing his thing. He's, you know, he, he goes to kick it. He doesn't kick it. Ferrero loses his mind. He comes, he knocks him down. It's, it's a dead ball. It's violent conduct. It's not a soccer play. It's an immediate red card by the book, hands down. Every single person I've talked to, Houston, Seattle, other what, no matter the affiliation, every single person says it's a red card. The announcers on the broadcast, so, as it happens, they're like, he's yeah, going to get a red card. He's really I, stupid. I agree with you. But do you
3: listen to extra time? Don't tell me somebody on extra time said it's not a red card. David Goss was like, "No, I think it's warranted." Like, I hate when people do that false start stuff and, you know, no blood, no foul, and I'm like, no, "Are you a- Is this a legit source of of soccer news that we're oh, listening to right that now?" That makes me mad. Go listen to extra time. He was and I don't remember who's with him on it, but they were like, "Are you are you serious right now?" Was but, it and Andy like, Weeby? No. But he's mm. like, everyone else says it should have been a red, or at, and at least a yellow, but you're saying it shouldn't have been anything. Like here's, here's the reason, that man have it. Here's the
2: reason that David Gass' argument doesn't hold up. What Gotti Keen did is not against the rules. He's allowed to pretend to take the kick and then yeah. reset. What you're Sebastian Ferreira did is explicitly against the rules, and by the book is an immediate red card.
3: People and pretend like, to take the kick all the time. Yeah. That's part of the game. You you make you're making their defenders run more,
2: right? Like, and like the the broadcaster, they're like, ah, Sebastian Ferreira, you know, that was a dumb mistake. He's going to get a red card. He's going to be and then it, Sagafi didn't show the red card. Everybody was confused. That's when Tim Leibold got his yellow for descent. Um, couldn't believe that. It pro- you're right. It probably wasn't going to lead to a different result because yeah. it was, there was like a minute left. The only thing I could argue is that Sporting did go on to earn a set piece in a potentially dangerous area. Now, Gotti King just sailed the free kick. So in the end, no harm, no foul. But if, if they have a better set piece, well, now if Houston's down a man, you got a wide open guy. And I mean, not wide open, but you got an unmarked man in the box. So that's where it could have made a difference.
3: You want to know the best part about all of this? Gotti did it again. (laughs) He did it twice. He did. He delayed the restart a second time just to be a dick. Yeah. Well, Hey, good for him. (laughs) absolutely like good for him even the no announcers were like he did it again <laughs> well and i saw
2: somebody i think they were a houston fan or something they were like vermese coach is time wasting so this is normal for them i was like in what world do you time waste when you just blew a result and you're trying like this that's not what was happening here
3: you're not time wasting dude no. we just had the win
2: i did also have a seattle fan of my mentions they're like well, Melia also should have gotten a red card for Rock no. Bottom and Christian Roldan Fuck too. Fuck off! Get over it. <laughs> I was like, "This nobody's arguing with you." That was three years ago, do you know this person? And yet,
3: no. A what quick, is this? that? Was a quick mute, dude. People are people are so boned up for that no call on Tim Melia. I don't understand. I mean, I think we all agree. Yeah, it probably should have been a red card, but it also yeah. happened three years ago. I was at that motherfucking game, and it was amazing. I was yeah. scared to leave though. so
2: i mean this sucks because it draws to or ends 2 two and and we say um in a vacuum if it's another season a draw in houston is a good result especially considering how good they've been at home but sporting are now at a point where they don't they don't have room for error like this they can't drop points after the 84th minute they have to go on the road and steal points like this and those two points may come back to bite them quite hard at the end of the year
3: And now you're playing at home. So now you need to grab these points at home yeah, and potentially grab points at Austin. And we're going to talk all about those games. We will, but
2: it it, it sucks. Um, Peter was asked straight up if, if a draw on the result or a draw on the road is a good result. And he goes, no, I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. In the last minute of the first half, we even told the guys and we were yelling to them, um, and then in the second half, we put ourselves in a position to deal with those kinds of balls coming into the box. And for us not to be able to get on the end of that ball as timid as we were, it disappoints me. Um, and he says that, uh, yeah, they they gave away two points tonight. So he's not shying away. I mean, he had his thoughts about the red card, but he also was like, we gave away two points. He didn't say Sigafi. the referee, gave away two points. We, Sporting Kansas City, gave away two points tonight. So
3: Well, yeah, he's not trying to get fined. No, I mean, that's what I, th- I think it was
2: Daniel Sperry who asked. And he's got to ask because, you know, if he if Daniel Sperry wasn't going to ask, I was going to ask. But Peter, he said his thing. Yeah. And, he, and then he was like, what do you want me to say?
3: Like, Peter should have been like, OK, are you going to pay my fine? Like, I'll answer the question, honestly, yeah. if you're going to pay my fine. <laughs> I mean, he's he's
2: said it before. I'm sure he's been fine many times. So
3: 100 um, percent.
2: Let's take a quick break again. And then we'll talk about where things stand now. The RSL game coming up. And, uh, and what sporting has to do going forward.
1: We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
3: We have to talk about a retraction from last week. You know where I'm going with this? (laughs) I do know where you're going with this. Buddy, we talked like these fun facts and stats that we took directly from a SportingKC.com article. The buy the Numbers article. The buy the Numbers article. And you you reach out to me a couple days later and you're like, hey, where'd you see that? I was working on something I wanted to... You know, cite my source or whatever and I said oh it's right here and you go huh well it's not there anymore they must have deleted it now I do some weird shit sometimes but I did not make that stat up (laughs) there's no way I could ever come up with that I read it directly from this post I think they listened to our shitty podcast and was like wait we actually said that that's not right I need to go pull that down so before you guys think we're dumb nah -uh, they dumb
2: well, so we mentioned the twenty lineups in twenty four games. And, yeah, and now on the broadcast before uh, the kickoff, the broadcasters did it. say this is the twenty fifth lineup in or twenty first lineup in twenty fifth twenty five games for Sporting KC.
3: Why would they say so, that? Because they read the article as well. They probably read it. And that's how announcers prep for things. And but I think but the in other this one weeks. Sorry, and this week's that stat says Sporting has used twenty one different lineups in twenty five matches this season across all competitions. So we were right. The other one I think that was... Why did they take it away?
2: Well, the other one that I thought was interesting that I think they actually were wrong on was when they said Daniel Shallowy was the only player to play in 22 games. That was amended to add... I think it said Eric Tommy has played in 22. Like, There's been some changes since then. So,
3: And then we also pointed out like Sporting's the only team that has even played played 22 games. So that's a funny stat. Um, But uh, Anyways, just weird, man. Fake news all over the place. No, well, (laughs) you say that
2: because I have the by the numbers for this week pulled up. I was going to mention some things, so... Let's uh, let's Good. hope it's be accurate. careful
3: because they'll 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 black it out like CIA CIA stuff, man. <laughs> uh
2: before we move into the RSL game, I do want to say, hey, Alan
3: Polito again,
2: he's on the team of the match day. I could argue that Gotti Kinda probably should have also been on team of the match day because he was phenomenal. Yeah. And had we won, he probably would have. But uh yeah, Alan polito he was the only player from um, the the Sporting KC versus Houston game to make it into the eleven, uh, Hector Herrera made the team of the match day bench, which I always think is funny that they have a team of the match day bench. It's like, you know, the the outside looking in on who right. almost was there,
3: almost made it, not good enough.
2: So now instead of jumping up uh, to be level on points with Houston, where we would have uh, moved fully into that ninth place uh, spot, that last place spot for playoffs, instead. Uh, we are now at 25 points, which means we are level on points with the Vancouver Whitecaps once again who are in that last play spot. The problem being still, we have played three more games than Vancouver has. That will even out at some point, but Sporting Kansas City is still um, the only team in the Western Conference to have played 23 games. Uh, there are three teams in the Eastern Conference who have also played 23 games, being DC, New York City, and Toronto FC. But... Um, time is time is starting to run out there's 11 games to make up this point differential and we had said last week you got to win five of the last six you probably got to draw at least three or four of the road games and try to steal one on the road houston was the one to steal on the road the way that it broke out but didn't work so
3: how's this for a a fun little stat man that we when we score one or no goals we don't win
2: (laughs) yeah literally winless across all competitions this yeah. year if they score when we score two goals.
3: goals we're pretty good
2: haven't lost yeah we are zero and 2 across all competitions when sporting scores multiple goals we are 0-11-5 11 losses five draws when scoring one or fewer so this you know team how many times
3: though score. you're right you know how many times i've been at a game where we score and i'm like it's not enough it's not enough i mm-hmm. gotta have Got to have one or two more. Yeah. Let's go. Cause it just doesn't feel safe.
2: Yep. Every time it's, it's one zero at the half or whatnot, I say, okay, it's pretty good. And you're like, need more. Got to have it. So, and, and the stats and back it up,
3: it. dude, cause they, they give it up.
2: Yeah. And, and this one, you know, RSL comes to town on, on Wednesday now. And this one is fascinating because, um, weirdly, if you look at how RSL breaks down, I mean, both of these teams have been, very good since the start of may 23 points for rsl 22 points for sporting kc those are the two most point totals in the western conference since the start of may Uh, rsl is sitting well above the playoff line in fourth place 33 points um, through 22 games this is what's so interesting though they are much better on the road than they are at home at home their record is three uh four and four three wins four losses four draws on the road Six, three, and two. Six wins, three losses, two draws. So they are a more dangerous, more successful team on the road. Um, sporting, obviously, is is better at home than they are on the road. So uh, these are two strengths, I guess you could say, coming together. But it's unusual to see a team be that much better on the road than they are at home. Uh, and, you know, there's some historic bad blood between these two clubs, you know, dating all the way back to, you know, that 2013 MLS Cup and before. So, um, this is once again a major game that if sporting kansas city can't get the full three points there's we're
3: running out a runway here that's about it we so. are indeed uh dude i'm gonna is it time for a daniel Shallowy goal? It, it feels like it's been a little bit yeah yes um, it just it feels good and I, I i saw something that said uh you know he's one shy of davy arnault and josh wolf uh of, good names uh, you know all all-time goals in club history how cool would it be to tie josh wolf this wednesday and then go play josh wolf's team on saturday
2: it would be pretty fun yeah daniel Shallowey <laughs> has not scored a regular season goal or any goal since uh may 31st
3: yeah it's been a bit so it's now Allen has picked up that pace a little bit um yes that'll happen but if daniel can start knocking some in too it's not like he hasn't been in the conversation
2: no i mean he's, he's creative he's been around i mean when when sporting um played at home uh, a couple of games ago peter Vermee said that they specifically attacked vancouver down the left side because of daniel Shalloway. so i mean he's he's still a dangerous player creative player um what is interesting though is johnny russell the captain He's not the Johnny Russell that we we all know and love this year. He's not had uh, the best year. Um, He's played 15 games. Um, He scored last on on May 17th. Um, Before that, it was April 22nd. Those are his only two goals this year. He hasn't had an assist since May 13th. That's his only assist this year. This is, I mean, granted, he's been battling some injuries and stuff, but we're kind of missing what we're used to seeing from the wing on the right side, and that scares me a little bit against RSL because they're a very good time, a very good team. Uh, they just signed forward Christian Arango. We can't really just rely on Polito and then hope that Shadow Luchinda or Tommy can pick up the slack. We need to get more production out of that right wing, and and my fear is I, I don't know if Johnny's going to put it together at the end of this year, and that
3: scares me. Yeah, so it is scary, man. Uh, If there was any other option, though, you know, who who are you throwing in there? And I
2: that's the problem. There isn't. Yeah. And Peter, there's no room to add a new player. Peter had some vague answers about like, well, we've talked about like a a trade within the league. That really be the only options. We've discussed some names, but nothing to announce right now, which I did think was interesting because he kind of left the door open for like something might happen. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if he's and I'm this is total speculation. Right wing is a spot I would look at uh because we need depth beyond Johnny and I don't think Kyrie is the guy who's going to solve your right wing uh, depth. Uh and and center back is a, pl- a place where I haven't been happy with the production over the course of the year but I don't think they're going to trade for a center back. I don't think that's going to catapult you into the playoffs if you weren't going to get there before. Right. So but how are you feeling again a- about RSL? I mean, I'm I'm I can't say i'm feeling
3: terribly confident no i'm not i'm not confident it's gonna be hot for everyone you know what i mean it, it's uh luckily we've we've been you know training there yep um it's they have not so i don't know what what salt lake weather is like um but it's not it's not gonna be easy no it's not you know gonna be saying? easy it's still hot up there too man it's you know upper 90s and shit so well, and, and Salt
2: Lake is is a very solid club. They just won this past week 4-0, granted at home, but um, that was against Orlando City. So uh, they are a team that that they' they're a solid playoff team. They're a team that um, is gonna be a, a hard one to beat. So and, and they have some good pieces. Um, like I said, Christian Arango, who they just signed has appeared in one game for them. He's a very dangerous attacker. Justin Glad is another very good player. Demir Krylock, a very good player. Um,
3: Andre Gomez, a very good player. So this is you know, going to be a tough game. Buddy, go to the MLS standings and go look at all the goals scored for all the teams in the playoffs and everything. We're right there in the talk of everybody. We've scored 28 goals and only allowed in 32, so a minus-4 goal differential. Mm-hmm. Dude, the only one that's even crazily higher than us as far as scoring goals is St. Louis at 40. But mm-hmm. everyone else has kind of averaged about 30 goals, just like us. Mm-hmm. It's like we are—we can compete. We mm-hmm. can score the amount of goals that these teams are scoring as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, their goal differentials aren't freaking crazy. RSL has a negative one. San Jose, negative three. I mean, we're negative four. That ain't bad
2: no the problem is there's only four teams in the league that have allowed more goals than we have and it's the galaxy who are worse than we are sure um but they ain't scoring for shit either and neither is portland no it's it's charlotte who's bad it's miami who's the worst team in the league and then the one outlier is atlanta united who they're a playoff team and they have a plus five goal differential because they've scored 40 goals on the year
3: it's insane i'm just saying we can compete
2: with the amount of goals we're putting in. The offense has been largely... I still worry about the right wing, like I said, but the offense has been largely fine since Polito got healthy. Now, if, if Polito was gone, goodbye. Yeah. Like, this offense is going to be nothing without Alan Polito.
3: Can you imagine? We just finally get our guy. You know, he's finally healthy, and we're going to lose him, for, and we're not going to get anything for him. I mean, we'll
2: see. I, I still hope that they'll come to an agreement. Um, unless he's really looking down the last couple of years of his career, and he's like, "I want to go home to Mexico," which is possible, um, he's going to be playing in better conditions here. But mm-hmm. there's no place like home, so who knows? Yeah, but we'll see. I'm not confident. Um, this is this is a must-win game for Sporting KC if they want to stay in the conversation.
3: It's Saturday too, man. Saturday is Austin points for the taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be a huge six-game, six-point week here. Austin, also a,
2: a place that can be very difficult to win at. Their environment is crazy. Um, they put on those crazy green lights every time they score a goal. Um, is they're... that
3: good for like people who have seizures? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. That can't be inclusive, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, that's honestly outside of my area. But I was a good wondering, because Racing Louisville was doing all sorts of strobes and shit. And I, I start to think, like I have a friend who has epileptic seizures and shit and uh, I'm just like huh props to like teams that don't do that yeah because yeah kind of fucked up when you think about it you don't have a choice
2: Austin's 5-3 and 3 at home they have a a zero goal differential 29-4 29 against so it's you know again that's a game where if you're going to drop the game in Houston you got to go win the game in Austin like you're running out of chances you got to go do it so you're probably not going to win a game in Miami with their reinforcements from barcelona coming over
3: so, true. maybe i mean you we don't know you, you don't know, know. I
2: mean, you don't know and it would be great to give uh, miami their first loss at home in the post messi era
3: that would be wonderful
2: so i did have a you know i'm gonna throw my brother robbie under the bus real quick for a little bit he tangentially follows lafc he's not a huge mls fan he's more of a premier league fan but he's like my roommate wants to go see an lafc team and uh or lafc game and. Uh, he was looking at tickets for the Miami game, but they're really expensive. Do you know like where I can go to get cheaper tickets? And I was like, Yeah, you're not getting cheaper tickets to the Miami game. No way, it's it's after Messi's coming, like it's it's simply impossible. Wow. And he was like, What about the Galaxy game? I was like, You pick the one other game where they're going to be stupid expensive because it's a rivalry.
3: Yep. Oh
2: man, but you know, hey, at least new fans are coming. I guess. I guess. (laughs) Um, well, you're going
3: to have to report back about your time in uh um Austin because I've not been there yet. I so. hope I don't see those shitty green lights. I just I <laughs> that means we kept them off the board, right? That's true. That's true. Uh before we go, I would be
2: remiss if we didn't mention uh the US men's national team. They almost blew it in the quarterfinals against Canada. They they let in
3: What a fun uh, game,
2: right? It was a fun game, but they let in a goal late in the game that put uh Canada up Uh, 2-1. to It was the second half of extra time. And then got a late goal to tie it up. Got a late goal because Gianluca Buzio, he fired it on frame, and Dane St. Clair couldn't quite stop it, but then it was an own goal all because of what Buzio had done. And then Buzio chosen to be the third
3: penalty taker for the U.S., and could he have put a more perfect penalty kick out there? That's so clutch, dude. I'm like, this man, he's not a kid anymore. He's a man. And this game had everything – all the way to referees getting blasted in the face and 30 Ooh. seconds in. That's a broken um, nose. Yeah, I mean... Point blank. Yeah, he's fine. I We've all been kicked in the face. Uh, I think he just wanted the night off. He's like, yeah, I'm tired. That's probably what happened. He tipped the, the, the Canadian player. He's like, hey, just blast me in the face from five feet away. <laughs> Boss, I'm feeling sick today. <laughs> no, that looked painful. It is. That shit's very painful. Yeah. And he's probably concussed as hell, but... Back in my day, you play through concussions. <laughs> but I'm just glad that because John John Buzio
2: plays in uh, Serie B over in Italy, Venezia, the team he plays for, they, they're not great. Um, I bet some, we see him back here. I'm maybe I don't know, maybe he had some injuries this year, and and then he kind of lost some time. But um, it's good to see him back with the U.S. Men's National Team, even if it's this like kind of B team in the Gold Cup. But not only there, but starting and contributing. If he can put penalties away like that, man.
3: That's clutch as hell. This man's so, trying to be part of the A team conversation.
2: He's only 21 years old. Yeah.
3: He's got a long career ahead of him. I'd like to see him move out of
2: Venezia, out of Serie B, go, I don't know, go to the the Netherlands and play in the play for Ajax or somewhere that, that is known for developing this young talent um and and you know Borussia Dortmund, go there, see if he can continue to develop there uh and 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 we'll see but uh, we were such a happy hot team
3: Buzio. before he left us oh he was so good uh, such a hot team dude like he was doing pretty good things and it was it was sad to see that end so you know we like to bring back old friends so maybe we see him again someday in a sporting kc uniform
2: maybe he i mean i i hope for his sake he has a long and illustrious career in europe because i think that's what he wants to do but if he came before back he to wants sporting to do KC, that jordan I,
3: morris route man uh, home is where the heart is you know
2: yeah he did score his first goal for the u.s men's national team in north carolina where he grew up which is kind of cool
3: that's kind of badass right
2: yeah it's so pretty cool shout out to gianluca buzio happy for you go uh go beat panama and then go on and you know I forget. Is... it's either mexico or jamaica that they'd have to face in the final so
3: and we've we've beat all these people before so mm-hmm. uh wednesday at 6 30 i believe so yeah so uh, most people will be on their way to sporting or they already It'll be ending right about the time that you and I are dying during the media game. Bro. (laughs) Why can't we be on the same team? Who did this? Who did this? We we probably know. All right. (laughs) Well, you know, shit, shit shitless exists, you know,
2: you got anything else for our good listeners before we sign off?
3: No, bro. Just don't expect much. I'm game time decision for Wednesday. So (laughs) You're going to show
2: up bandaged bandaged up and
3: going to ice bath after. It's a real thing. Yeah. I'm pretty hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have nothing else, man. I got to get this win. It'd be nice to get two wins this week. So, it would um, be nice on this man. week with, with six points. Be good. What is going on? It's, it, it's hot here. And yeah. so, I'm like, I'm going to take a little, a little vacation. Where am I going to go? Somewhere that's hotter. <laughs> no one does that, dude. It's like last year when I went to LA and they were like, it's normally not this hot. I'm like, I yeah. know. I looked at well. like the weather calendar and y'all fooled me with this anomaly
2: climate change man i think last week they said worldwide it was the five hottest days that we've ever had across the world like in aggregate so
3: well your boy here has had to replace his entire hvac system Oof. now talk about things I, financially i'm okay but you don't want to have to do that right no that sucks i'm sorry no, yeah pretty rough well
2: well thank you all for listening make sure you uh check us out next week after hopefully uh, at least a victory pod if not a double victory pod but um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod, at Dan Kuzer at JC max Follow us on threads. I don't know if we're going to be threading that much, but we're on threads at no other pod. Okay. Uh, <laughs> surprise. You made it. First I'm hearing it. about this. I've been, I've been threading for us. Okay. Um, uh, email us. NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, check us out on KCSN soccer on YouTube and the KCSN app. But until next time he's Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later.
1: See ya. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform.